Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast all about a different way of experiencing cinema with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. My name is Scott Martin, and on the other end of the call is oh. the great Oliver Deer. Woo! Here I go, on the other side of this phone connection line. This is so odd. We're not in the studio. We're not in the podcasting suite, as I've never called it before and only coined just now. Yep. We are no longer in the podcasting suite. Where mm-hmm. I'm, at, I'm in my house, which has had some episodes recorded in before, and you're bloody... I don't even know where you are. Hello, hello, Scott. What have you been up to since we last spoke? What life events have happened to you? Not much. Um, I've seen a Netflix movie that we could talk about next week. Okay. Um, what else? I've um, I've been applying for jobs. Mm-hmm. Any other big life events? Um, um, well, geez. Um, oh, I suppose I've, I'm looking for jobs because I've graduated university now. Graduated university? What? I can't believe I actually did it. You did it. If you go back to the previous episodes of this show, maybe about 10 episodes ago, or maybe more towards 15, you'll, you'll hear the difference in my voice now than then, because then I probably was half asleep. Because yeah. I overworking myself like crazy. There are definitely a couple of episodes, I think, where you, we announced that, that you weren't sick or oh, we're, anything. Oh, we're very you were open. Just ha- <laughs> you were just having a bad day and that we announced that you would sound probably sad. <laughs> just not, not, not sad, more just exhausted at my life, at the yeah. fact that I was doing my final semester and it was all catching up to me. And now, mm-hmm. I'm, now I'm carefree, happy as a Larry. Good I'm, for I'm you, Larry. Searching for jobs, and it's been a couple months. <laughs> it's, not, it's not looking that good. Anyway, there's always money in the podcast stand. Oh, there sure is. There sure is. If anyone like to uh, sponsor us, um, we're not allowed to do that because we're going through sin. So, uh, no, there's no money in this. Actually, <laughs> don't try and sponsor us, you devils. You yeah, shill, you corporate shills. <laughs> no, yeah. we love being a part yeah. of sin. Uh, Ollie, you got a thought for us this week? A little thought. I wanted to know, Scott, Googled a little thing called Movies Coming in 2018 on my Google search. <laughs> well, I wonder what that could be for. And I had a look at some of the movies that were coming up in 2018. You mean to and say when you search Movies Coming Out in 2018, you got a list of movies coming out in 2018? It also has a little picture and a little scroll bar so you can easily look through all the, <laughs> all the little things. Google is amazing. It will take over our lives, um, I think, uh, <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah. I just wanted to know, out of some of the upcoming films this year, what you mm-hmm. were most excited to see. And I know you haven't had a look yet, because I just told you to Google oh. movies coming up in 2018. Well, I don't need to Google. Oh, I, wow. I know what you I'm know. most excited for. If, yeah. you, if yeah. you've been paying attention to this show for the last 33, 34 weeks, you know that I love my superhero movies. I was yeah. There's a lot of good ones coming. There, out. there is. I the didn't actually realise there were so many. There, there is, you... there is the biggest one coming out this year. Oh yeah. The accumulation of all the other superhero movies, um, except for all of the bad DC stuff. Yeah. Um, it's the Infinity big War. Superhero. Yeah. It's superheroes coming together and fighting in an aeroplane uh, cockpit area. No, that was the other one. It's this again, <laughs> but bigger. Yeah. This is big superhero three. Superhero and 3, um, okay, if anyone actually wants to know the title, it's called Avengers Infinity War. It's coming out in uh, May or, or June, maybe, I think, actually. I'm going to say 
July. <laughs> None of the no, other two. No, it's, I just um, it's coming out in May. Out oh, May. okay, May. So um, it's going to be absolutely insane. It's the accumulation of literally ten years of other movies, all part of the single universe, and mm-hmm. they're promising pretty much every major character to be part of it. And I think that's going to be sick. I, I have no idea what to expect because, as we know, I haven't seen the trailers for it, but I've heard things. Yeah, no, I haven't really. I've heard people go, "Wow, you've heard that it's, it is it's the all, it's all of the superheroes." Yeah, you've heard that it's the <laughs> most viewed trailer of oh, all yeah, time. Oh yeah, that's right. You did tell me that. Yeah, I'm not even sure if it's trailer anymore. If it's just the most viewed video of all time, yeah. honestly, it's uh, it's doing very well online. Yeah. Um, what about you? What's something that you're looking forward to this year? Um, well, when I look, first looked it up, I was actually kind of like, oh, I shouldn't have looked at this because there were some things I didn't even know where, like, I knew they were in development. I didn't know they were coming out this year. Right. I didn't know, I didn't know there was a Tomb Raider movie. Uh-huh. And it's, out. and it's Tomb Raider of the good video games. I think it's trying to base itself off. Yeah. That's what the poster looks like. Mm. So that's good. Cause those yeah. are good games. I'm looking at the list now as well. Uh, Ocean's 8. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you know that 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 was a thing? Yeah, and I knew that one. I knew about that one. Actually, I I was kind of just reminded of of a couple, but one of the ones I was... or Some of the things I'm really looking forward to out of Mm. everything were The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yep. Uh Harry Potter. Harry Potter Fantastic Beasts. My my big favourite franchise. Yes, well, it's never done anything bad ever, has it, Ollie? No, it hasn't. So, therefore, of course, you're mostly excited for it. Yes, because if it had done any bad movie, I would throw it to the trash. <laughs> that's how we... Um, <laughs> that's That should be our rating scale on the show from now on. <laughs> throw it to the trash. <laughs> it, throw it to the trash, and if there's one bad thing in its entire franchise, it's instantly bad. Yeah, it's sullied to the entire name of the franchise. What are some? Of, what are some of the franchises that we have to throw to the trash? We have to throw event. Um, we have to throw the Marvel universe to the trash because uh, they made that. They made the Dark Thor. Debatable. I haven't seen it, but like there are some people. I actually have been doing some. Uh, I've been doing some online research, mm. and I saw that there was a person that's trying to watch all of the other Marvel movies before Infinity War. So a movie per week, I think, or maybe mm-hmm. it's two movies now. And they yep. were saying that Thor two isn't as bad as people remember it to, and they should give it. A, they should give it another go. <laughs> well, what about Hulk, which is technically canon? Oh yeah, that is technically canon, isn't it? Oh, it's. I just looked it up. It's got sixty seven percent. Oh, I prefer sixty nine. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that would have made it. That would have made it okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Technically, they've never had one with a rotten score. I don't think Dark Thor got a rotten score. No, no, I, I genuinely think that none of them have got a run score. None, none more than... Oh, actually, yes, it did. It got 54. Oh, my God. Oh, oh no, sorry. What a bad no, movie. No, I lie. That was Metacritic. It was 66. Hey, so, we're good. We're literally, all good. it has no movies with a negative score, which yeah. is actually pretty insane. That is mad, especially in the getting more and more crazy with the... They've done very well into introducing the kind of normal-ish characters first... And then getting mm. to the crazy stuff later on yeah. so that they can kind of like ease viewers in. They've done so well. And honestly, the the fact that they've managed to do this for 10 years, not even the fact that they've managed to do it well, is insane. Yeah. That's, that, yeah, that's pretty pretty achievement. That, so we don't have to throw that to the trash. No, we've that's... Got to throw, we've got to throw Star Wars to the trash. We've yeah. got to throw... Um, Dude, Star Wars have been thrown to the trash like six times at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 
but there there are some franchises that <laughs> that suck. Um, absolutely right. Um, some just some of the other movies coming out this year that look really interesting. Um, Mortal Engines, which is a, it's I think it's going to be a trilogy or quadrilogy by Peter Jackson. Oh, okay. It, I don't know anything about, about this. It's about um cities that are motorized. This is what I'm pretty sure it's about. Like motorized cities that don't stick in one spot and they kind of walk the earth and then they gobble up other cities. Okay. I think that's what it's about. <laughs> and, <laughs> really... <laughs> and and he wants that to be a quadrilogy? Yeah, well, it's based on books. Okay. So it's just based on, every, like, one movie per book. I well, think. that's how the book adaption to film should be. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Um, unless you're unless you're the best franchise ever, and you did it, <laughs> and you did it right. Oh, you good mean one, Harry, Harry Potter? Potter. <laughs> yeah, good one, Harry Potter. Um, the other that, one is I. I'm, oh yeah, what were you going to say? Sorry, I was, I was just going to say that's very interesting and a very weird premise, and I've never heard anything about that film. Do I okay. even trust Peter Jackson at this point? He did plan like six more Avatar movies that we haven't heard anything about. That's not you. That you, you're thinking of James Cameron, your big nonk. Oh no, I'm yes. a big nonk this whole yes. time. Yes. No, Peter Jackson, creator of the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm, okay. Mm. Another film that I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should cool. get on that. Maybe. Um, another one is the Isle of Dogs. Oh, I know about this. That's yeah. uh, it's uh, it's another famous director man. Wes Anderson. Um, yeah, though yeah. everything's going to be bloody framed perfectly. I bet. <laughs> I, be- I bet. Yeah, it looks great. It's just dogs. Is it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know it is. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you cut me off. Um, is it? Is it animation or is it claymation? Because I saw no. I saw a bit of a trailer and it looks weird, but it doesn't quite look realistic and it doesn't quite look like animation. Yeah, I can't remember what it is. I think it's puppetry. No, so, oh no, it's stop motion. So yeah, they are puppets. Okay, so okay, um, interesting. But he made he also he's done this before. He'd made um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I rewatched recently, and that's very that was really well done actually. People love that. Hey, yeah, it's really good. It's like it's based on a like a doctor. What was he called? Um, who made Fantastic? That guy, Roald Dahl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, did did Tintin do well? Remember that live yeah. live ish accent action? Did that do okay? No, it wasn't live action. It was am- animated as well, but it did well. Yeah. Did that you know that made... there's some movie? I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you because no, Skype you, call you is go. being very annoying. Um, mm. There was some animated film. Oh, Paddington. Have you oh, heard yes. about the whole everything that's going on with Paddington right now? Oh, you got to tell me, dude. That first movie, like, I'm not looking it up because I can't be bothered. Oh yeah, it's got like a hundred percent or something. Yes, yeah, uh, the first movie is on like ninety eight percent. Mm. And Paddington Two was on was number one and a hundred percent for like four weeks or something after it's been more than that actually like just an insanely long amount of time without a single person giving it a rotten review. That's and, so crazy. And like it is, it's insane that that movie is. I, I can't even explain it to like it's, <laughs> yeah because it's, it's 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 about like an old it's like about a, a cartoon. A re- it's like a remake of a cartoon about a little bear living in a live-action world. Yeah, and, like, it's the best movie of last year, <laughs> technically. <It's> still, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's still got 100% right now. It's 100%. That is <laughs> madness. Yeah. There are 186 fresh reviews and zero rotten. 
Does hang on, hang on a second. Did that? It, it doesn't. I don't think it got nominated for an Oscar. I, <laughs> I don't think that it's up for animation at least because we were talking about no. that last week. But also, it's a British movie, and I don't think the Oscars care about Britain. <laughs> so maybe that's something <laughs> that I, happened. It's just it's insane that this kids movie has got zero negative reviews. Toy Story one and two both have like close to one hundred percent. They're kids movies. Is it so different? Screw your, though? screw your theories. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, is that I'm shocked. Yeah, <laughs> you're shook. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I love dogs. Looks great, and Annihilation is <laughs> something I don't really know a lot about, but um, it's made by the dude who made Ex Machina, so that looks cool. Oh, I I trust him with anything, even though I haven't seen Ex Machina yet. But yeah, I, that's good. But I I trust. What do you think is going to be the most disappointing film out this year that you're really looking forward to if it's good, but it's probably going to be bad, maybe? Venom. Yeah. I I had here written Solo or Venom. Yeah. One of those. Um, Oh, yeah. Solo as well. Um, (laughs) That's a great point. No, Venom, uh, for me, I remember uh, back in the Sam Raimi trilogy of Mm. stuff, it was before... It was before the next generation of Spider-Man movies came out. I had my phone and I was interviewing people, asking them who their favorite um, uh, Spider-Man villain was. Yeah. And for me, it was Venom straight away. I just thought, even though I didn't care much for the movie, I really liked Venom as a character and the design and everything. That character has been a big part of my life since Spider-Man 3. And having a solo movie is super cool because he's an anti-hero. He's not just like a Suicide Squad situation happening. It's just everything about it is rounding up to be bad at the moment. Yeah. Um, I, won't tell you, I won't tell you who's in it, but I will say that there was a trailer that just dropped and the okay. consensus is it's kind of just disappointing. Like, Oh, really? You just, you don't see anything. And it was like the big release, like we're going to, we're going to do Venom today. We're going to show you. And then it's just, <laughs> it's just a whole bunch of nothing. Okay. Yeah. I, I know Tom Hardy is Venom. Okay, it's Tom Hardy then. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I'm looking forward to because Tom Hardy's cool. You love him. You yeah, got a big cool man crush for the Tom Hards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> what you going to do about it? You better not forget it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for you, the answer would be Solo? Uh, yeah, all that because I'm still excited for that, but also it's probably going to be bad. You mean Sol- yeah. you're still excited for Solo? No, no, Venom, Venom. But, oh, okay. But yeah. Yeah, um, I yeah, think a couple, it, it, couple of other interesting ones out this year, but um, nothing that I'm super stoked about. I'm looking at the list still. Um, Aquaman could be the best thing or the worst thing. Probably the worst thing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> probably the worst thing. But for no, people I, wondering what else is coming out, um, there's The Incredibles two, which oh, just yeah. got a trailer. But today, I believe I haven't seen it. Yes, it was a uh, Olympics uh, released mm-hmm. it. There's a Disney movie called A Wrinkle in Time, which looks pretty cool. Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Ready Player One, Deadpool 2, Jurassic Park, The Fallen Park. <laughs> and um, Close enough. <laughs> X-Men, Ocean's 8, we said that. Um, Mission Impossible, that looks... I like Mission Impossible. Hey, do you know who's in Mission Impossible besides Tom Cruise? Is it the usual guys? I don't know what you're talking about because I've only seen one Mission Impossible. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and it was the first Simon, one. Si- Simon Pegg and Jeremy Renner are usually in it. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know about that, so I won't say um, okay. who I'm thinking of, but the um, 
the the overall villain is a cool actor that I like a lot. So oh, I I remember reading who it was, but I've forgotten who it was now. Okay, was I'll keep my no, mouth no, shut then. No, tell me, tell me, tell me who it was. Uh, Henry Cavill. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. He was the reason why there was the whole uh, mustache gate happening about. Uh, <laughs> oh, you don't know about this? No, I don't know about mustache gate. Oh my god, <laughs> Ollie! Do you remember? In the cinema, do you remember when we were watching um, we were watching Justice League and the very beginning of it, there was that, um, sh- like, uh, uh, Snapchat footage of Superman and the kids were recording and he's like, can you just do it for my podcast? And he's like, oh, for a podcast? Sure, anything. Do you remember that? It was literally the first part of the entire movie before anything else happened. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. I and that. I turned around and looked at you and just said, his face looks weird. Oh, okay, because he has a mustache. Well, they CGI'd a mustache out. Is that what's happened? Yes, they CGI'd a mustache off his face. <laughs> so half the movie, he looks normal. And half the movie, during all the reshoots, he looks really bad. And the reason is because he was doing um, Mission Impossible <laughs> with Tom Cruise. And, um, uh, sorry, it's Paramount, right, who do Mission Impossible, I think? I think so. Paramount said, sure, you can have him back, but we're doing our real shoots right now, not our mm. reshoots. So yeah. we have priority. You're not getting rid of his mustache that he's grown out specifically for this role. <laughs> and they had to agree to it because they needed to fill up, you know, all the problems that they had with Justice League that eventually yeah. didn't solve anything. <laughs> and he looks so weird. They, they, his mouth looks all messed up. That's so funny. So, anyway, that's mustache. <laughs> that's mustache gate. You're right. I remember you, like, he looks weird. Yeah. It was just something <laughs> something about him, and I found out later it was because his mouth was CGI'd. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's, con- that's concluded talking about this year's upcoming films. What, did we- what film did we watch this week? All right. We watched the movie that... If not for the fact that we were recording today, if we recorded yesterday or a year ago and you said, what's your most anticipated of 2018? I would have said Black Panther. Yeah, you are really happy about seeing this movie. He's your favourite superhero. He's my favourite superhero in the fact that he's very fond in my my heart where Spider-Man is my favourite superhero, I would say. Mm. But Black Panther was the first comic book I ever read. And when I really decided to be a Marvel fan and start reading more of the comics, the first thing I ever picked up was Black Panther because it was just before Civil War came out. And I was like, I'm going to learn everything there is to know about this character. And I did. And I, after getting hyped that there was, yes, don't worry about it. Marvel fanboys, there will be a solo movie. After Mm. that, everything about the movie became perfect. And by that, I mean, the cast that they released is perfect. The, yeah. s- the visuals that they've done, like waiting for 2018 to, for it to be released was really beneficial for all of the art style and direction that they went with. And finally, this has only happened within like this year. They announced that there was going to be an official tra- soundtrack, curated soundtrack, not just what you would get in the album, sorry, in the movie, but it's curated by Kendrick Lamar, who's my yeah. second favorite artist of all time, essentially. It, it just everything from from all of these points. It was the Spider-Man Homecoming situation again, where everything was just lining up to be perfect for me. So, yes, this was my most anticipated because I expected it to be the best thing I've ever seen. 
Yeah. Speaking of um, the curated soundtrack, have you listened to the the soundtrack? While I had been um, indulging in as much promotional material I could for the show, mm. I avoided the soundtrack um, mm. except for the singles that came out. When the whole thing came out, I thought, all right, that's enough. But yeah. I, I listened to um, Pray For Me, which is the one with uh, with The Weeknd, and All The Stars, which is one with Scissor. And there's mm. another one... Uh, with J Rock and Future, and I listened to that as well, and that was probably my favorite. Um, yeah, okay. But no, I I thought maybe there could be spoilers in the soundtrack, or at least not <laughs> not not that there would be story spoilers. But I thought it would be cooler to listen to new. Like I like m- music more than I like movies, right? So okay, I think yeah. it would be very cool to experience knowing that there was going to be a new Kendrick Lamar song in the movie. I was most anticipated looking like for me like that that situation, that environment that I would have been in would have been, like, too much for me to handle. Getting that movie and that new music at the same time, I just thought, oh, my God, I need to experience that all at once. It'll be this big explosive in my head. Like, I couldn't yeah. believe- It's just everything <laughs> coming together to be perfect. So that's yeah. why I avoided the soundtrack, yes. Yeah. I actually I actually listened to it beforehand because, I don't know, I saw it on Spotify and I was like, sure. Yeah. I, did, I, I, had, I didn't know it was entirely curated by Kendrick and he's on like pretty much all the songs I think so even the ones that he aren't, isn't like credited on like featuring Kendrick Lamar yeah he's, he's got a bridge he's got a bridge yeah. or, a, or a bit of an ad lib around I, that's what I've heard at least yeah that's that's kind of what it is like he'll say you can hear him talk at some point but yeah yeah like I really like the songs and I did and I liked it when during the movie I could then hear I heard one in the background I was like oh that was a cool that was a good one yeah there was like <laughs> Maybe only one time when you could hear Kendrick vocals in the movie. Would you agree with that? There were, it was during the car chase, right? Yeah. And then yeah. again, All of the Stars was the song that played during the credits. But in the movie, yeah. I was expecting a lot more Kendrick, actually. Yeah. But I think it was, I might have heard J-Rock at some point. It was kind of strange, though, I, because the soundtrack was literally like... It was a hip-hop soundtrack. Even when just like it just cuts to a new scene and they start playing, it's like a hip-hop variation of a of like a normal movie soundtrack, yeah, like it's, no, exactly. It's kind of what, yeah, like what you'd expect with a soundtrack, but there's there's hi hats underneath. <laughs> did you did you? I saw this on um, on Reddit today. Actually, someone yeah. pointed out that in the throne room scene, um, when uh, and let's put this out there because this will be airing very soon after the release. Um, mm. We are talking spoilers of Black Panther, the new Marvel movie. I repeat again, this is a spoiler chat, and I'll keep butting that in every five minutes or so. Mm. Uh, so, spoilers throughout. In the T'Challa, when T'Challa is king and he's just regular Black Panthering around, in the throne room scene, there are just like these kind of like Africanish drums happening, you know, some hollow instruments being played, making this cool sonic sound. But then when Eric Killmonger becomes king, yeah. It's the same kind of soundtrack-ish elements, but there are added hi-hats throughout, which kind of add to the more Americanized nature of his character, whereas yeah. T'Challa is entirely African. Uh, this person was raised in the US, so he's got these kind of, like, rattling trap-influenced hi-hats. How okay. cool is that? Like, little details like yeah. that. just in the Not even in the soundtrack, like the songs, but in just the the sonic environment that they're creating. They mm. they actually complement the character. It's amazing. It's, te- it's technically just, like, phenomenal, yeah. the, the detail. So what did you think of the movie as a movie? <laughs> um, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. 
uh, it's not without its problems, which uh-huh. is even even with Spider-Man, I gave it my number one movie last year. It's, it's like up there with Spider-Man level of how much I loved it. But, yeah. you, but you can't be a, a movie critic without critiquing it. So there were some yeah. issues. Um, primarily is that while we have kind of made fun on the show a couple of times of, um, Oh yeah, here we go. Of we, <laughs> of we don't, <laughs> of we don't like it when uh, a Marvel hero goes up against a Marvel villain, which is just the hero reskinned, uh, repainted a different color slightly. Like it was when you're evil black Panther, when <laughs> you know what, you know, when you're playing, um, street fighter and you go Ryu and then the other, <laughs> and then, and then your little brother wants to play Ryu as well. So he goes like, he just changes the color of the, of his clothing yeah. a little bit. It's kind of that happening. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like with, with Ant-Man, it was just Ant-Man baddie stole the, the technology. And right, yeah. Iron Man, oh, this guy just stole the technology. Like, but this kind of made sense. Like, he's, yeah, do, yeah. He I is... didn't actually notice it was that trope again until like the final fight where they're both wearing the suit. Yeah, but well, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really notice because the nem- the um, villain has a plausible reason to be the nemesis, or he has a plausible reason to be just anti Black Panther. Yeah, and a lot of his drive his character like his actual character conflict was really well done it like yeah it, it made sense I, I do think that he's sorry my, uh, i do think that just like um the what's his name from homecoming <laughs> i'm trying to say falcon that's a different oh, character uh, vulture. vulture vulture uh just like the vulture i do think that he is like one of the stronger villains because they actually give him the time to uh develop yeah um but the whole the whole reason why he became evil Black Panther made sense, and it's teased yeah. throughout. Like there is another necklace, and he just has another necklace now because he became yeah. King Fair and Square. It was good. It actually made sense mm. to be an anti Black Panther. But again, yeah. it is the same trope which they need to get rid of. Mm. I liked him so much. I really because I felt they did develop him. They they you know they began the the whole movie just with the conflict that brought him to what he is today. And it makes sense, like, he has a real reason for doing what he does. It's not just, I'm an evil bad, bad man. Yeah, definitely, like, definitely. You, you definitely sympathize with what he's trying to do, and you kind of agree with him, not completely, but, like, you agree with the sentiment, hey, Wakanda has all these amazing um, resources. They should share it with those who are less fortunate and don't have that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you agree with that part of him, but then he's, like, full militant about it. Yeah. And just wants, he wants an uprising. Which I felt was a bit. Um, I was like, I, I feel like that part of his character was a bit stupid. Where I sympathise with him up until the point where he's just like, "Hey, I'm going to walk back into this place I've never been before. I have very little understanding of what it actually is like here in Wakanda. I only have like what my father's told me about it. But I'm just going to walk in and full and militize everything without just speaking to someone. Mm-hmm. Like he could he could have just been like, "Hey, I'm going to challenge you for the Black Panther thing, and maybe I win. But like now, I'm going to." show that I'm a I'm a good person and I'm going to lead you well. <laughs> like he didn't he didn't give a single thought to the the politics of Wakanda already. He just sort of charged in without you know taking anyone's advice from people who actually live there. I don't know. Yeah, I feel no, that was I, kind of, yeah. I completely agreed to that as well. There was mm. there was a lot of stuff about his character that you just can't agree with, but I do agree fully that there were points when I was like like he's right. 
<laughs> there are yeah. there was especially even the scene like it had nothing to do with Killmonger at this point but there was the scene with Martin Freeman waking up in um in the little nice domish area where yeah. the sister character is a big research nerd and she's doing all of her research and he's like oh how long have i been out for it couldn't have been just for one day because bullet wounds don't heal that fast and she was like yeah. oh well here they actually do heal that fast and then that was the moment where it just got me thinking like if you had a couple of these, you know, these like nice, perfect little harmonic areas, yeah, it's set around in all the places where the Avengers have been killing people left, right, and center. You know, there are innocent lives that could be saved as well. Like that was just the moment for me that made me go, "Oh, that's he's actually kind of right here." What do you think of? Um, um, I was just going to say, what do you think of Ulysses' claw? Oh, Ulysses! See, I, I really, really liked him, and I'm really sad they killed him. Yes. I should have said this before I asked that question, but uh, spoilers for Black Panther. We're talking spoilers about the newest Marvel film. That was my biggest gripe as well. It's usually I have like a storytelling point to be pissed off or annoyed about, but no, it was just upsetting that they don't have claw to use anymore because yeah, I thought he was great. He was, he was like his own character, you know? It was the same thing we said about um, Jeff Goldblum from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. He, I felt like the same thing where... They were such a character, like they were, they were so different and unique, and they had, you know, you really felt like their energy in the scene. Mm-hmm. And so I, f- yeah, they needed to be like a team up between all these secondary villains, because <laughs> yeah. they're all really good and they get wasted a little bit. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. Like I, I don't know why, but I mean, with I don't think that uh, Jeff Goldblum's character was like a hundred percent evil like Claw was, yeah. but. It's just a shame because, the, again, the major problem with these movies is the fact that their villains are really bad. You yeah. have a unique, interesting villain in Claw. Why did you disregard him for Killmonger? Yeah. Um, maybe for maybe for the uh, first movie, sure. But keep Claw, he's a great, he's a great yeah. main villain. I, should, I don't even want to say secondary villain like he was in this. He should have been his own issue. Mm. And, and oh, I, you can yeah. say in the context of the movie, he was the big bad for the Black Panther before our Black Panther, before T'Challa was T'Chalka, I think. There was a K in there. His name was somewhere, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but we don't care about what we don't see. Just give us Claw. He's great. You've got Andy yeah. Serkis. Use him. Well, I think I think it's more to do with Andy Serkis than it is with Claw. I think if a lesser actor played him, we wouldn't really care. But the whole point but, with Claw uh, is that yeah. he has great arm stuff. Like you could do so much <laughs> with the arm. Yeah, he, he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be like a Loki kind of yeah. one trick pony. Oh, there's Loki. I've seen him in the Avengers one. So if I see him in Avengers Infinity War, I imagine he's going to be the exact same. With mm. Claw, you can change his arms out. That's great. Yeah. It's a cool thing. <laughs> I just like. I just kind of liked how human he was in some ways. Like. When he left, when he ran out of the building and just like he shot Black Panther with the with his arm and made it rain, and he yeah. runs out going, "Did you bloody see that? Did you did you bloody see that?" <laughs> and the whole like, uh, really, SoundCloud he's genuinely joke. excited, and the whole SoundCloud joke as well. Oh yeah, yeah, the, those were like really funny moments. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And he he sold them, he sold them well. I thought there were a yeah, couple. It's a shame. Of uh, very funny moments, if we just want to quickly move on to mm-hmm. jokes, if you have more to say about Killmonger or Claw. I was going to say, um, I felt Martin Freeman was also kind of wasted as an actor. I know he's he's coming back for more movies, though, I think, is he? Probably. I would think so. Yeah, because I just feel like they set him up in that in the Civil War, 
and then he's in this, but it's like, I just felt like you could have got any actor to do that job. Yeah. He's Martin Freeman. He's such a good actor. And he's just playing like an American militant guy. Well, I don't feel thing, like he Ollie. brought anything to the role. Here's the bloody thing, eh? If you what, know anything what? about the Marvel movies, huh? Oh, okay. I'm Here pretty... Actually, no, I might be completely wrong about this. Okay. Actually, let's take five minutes because I want to make sure I'm right. <laughs> okay, we're back. So, I was wrong. I remember watching Black Panther and they said his name was Ross. Of Martin Freeman's character, his name was Ross. And I thought, I know that Ross plays the Red Hulk and there's been speculation oh are we going to see the Red Hulk in the MCU so I put two and two together thinking that that was one and the same and that could be why you've got such a high profile Martin Freeman playing Ross but Martin Freeman plays Everett K. Ross and the Red Hulk is his real life alter ego his name is Thaddeus Ross Thaddeus Ross has been in Civil War he was the person that presented the Accords to the people and no uh, Martin Freeman isn't going to be Ross, but I was thinking throughout this could be why we've got so much screen time for him because maybe we could see Martin Freeman becoming the Red Hulk in Infinity War, but no, that doesn't seem to be the case. Well, it could, but are they not related? They both have the last name Ross. Here's the other thing, Ali. I bloody looked it up as well. Yeah. I've looked up that exact thing. Uh, in the comics, there's never been a suggestion that Everett Ross is related to Thunderbolt Ross or Betty Ross. So no, but but they but Martin Freeman's character Everett K. Ross is a character in the comics. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, that's very odd. But to build someone up like that, you know, that you put him in a movie beforehand just yeah. so to set him up for this. But it felt like he wasn't really set up for anything. He was just he was just now in this movie. You know, and and they were both in Civil War as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. And so and that's so weird. both of the Rosses were in Civil War. <laughs> they were both introduced in Civil. Oh. Forget about it. We'll get about yeah. it. I'm not <laughs> happy very, about this. It's strange. Well, I hope I hope Martin Freeman has some sort of future plot line where he actually gets to do something because I'm like I yeah, he did, he was like he was a part of the team in this movie essentially. Like he was a part of the main characters sort of group. Yeah. This was by but, um, far the most he's been involved in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah, but like I just don't understand why Martin Freeman. He, he's, he's a good boy. He's too good is what I'm saying. He's too good of an actor. He's literally Bilbo Baggins. Why is he this sub-character, you know? I don't know. I, it, he has something more to give us. He has right, some, but, there's some sort of big setup going on here <laughs> with Martin Freeman. Well, let's, let's speculate. Is there a character that you would like to see him be on screen? Like, do you know any superheroes that haven't been filled up that it could be filled up by him? Because <laughs> you to got... Imply- to imply I, I would know any more Marvel superheroes <laughs> that have not already been... like. They exhausted the Marvel superheroes I knew with the first Avengers. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. I I have a comment about the jokes. Yes. Um, You're a big comedy man, so you would? Yeah, I'll always find a way to, to shoehorn in some joke talk in the podcast. Yeah. One of the best jokes was, actually, before I get into spoilers... Let's say again that we are spoiling Black Panther, the newest Marvel film. We're bloody spoiling the hell out of it, mate. And if you don't mm. want to listen, then spoiler alert, we both, I'm pretty sure we both seem to like it quite a bit. So mm. go give it a watch before you listen to this. I really liked the joke about the gorillas being vegetarians. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. That was okay. Yeah. 
and that was that was one of the highlights of the jokes. And one of the lowlights of the jokes was uh, when T'Challa's sister said, "What are those?" Was that what a- is she referring to? Uh, do you not know? When she scrapes, she points at like Panther's sandals and says, "What are those?" Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't great. It was just sort of average. It's literally it was followed up with a better joke. It's literally a Vine joke. It's jo- oh really? It's, yeah, it's from <laughs> Ollie. You bloody you. Okay, yeah. You're, didn't you're know. Not, it, didn't you're know not a pop culture. culture. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's why I'm struggling here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how she would know about. Well, I suppose they might have Vine in Wakanda because they're so advanced. But they might have internet. There was just that random bit where it's the whole Vine joke from two years ago was that someone mm-hmm. wore a shit pair of shoes and someone called them out by pointing at the shoes and screaming, what are those? <laughs> and it became okay. this big meme for literally a year, but it, I haven't heard that for another year. Like 2017 was not the year right. of what are those. So yeah, to okay. get that in your Marvel movie that you've been waiting for for two years was very aggressive to me. Like I just went, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> And but you're right. The joke afterwards, where he just looks down and goes, "These are my royal sandals." I was like, "Oh, okay, that's pretty funny." That was more funny no, than the weird I, bit. I was thinking the other, the other, the joke I found a little bit funnier. It wasn't like top tier or anything, but it was this. Um, he's like, "You know what I call them? Sneakers." And then she has a grin. That and was. Then she, she has a shit, she has a shit eating grin because <laughs> <laughs> she knows how funny it was. Would you would you say that this was more funny or less funny than you were expecting it to be? I would think on par. I actually didn't expect really any jokes. I thought it was going to play it really well. It's Marvel, sorry. Well, well it, that's, it did about what I expected, I guess. That's the same as me. I was going into this thinking that it was going to be very straight edge and not yeah. have any jokes. And even though I knew that Marvel has this big reputation, I didn't even consider that before going in. I just thought, no, nah, this is definitely going to be quite you know, action heavy and it's going to be really cool. It's not going to be yeah. funny, but there were like five jokes in that scene afterwards when he kicks mm. the suit and he flies back and you hear him off screen go delete that footage. Yeah. It was funny. <laughs> yeah. There was like was five good. jokes in that scene. <laughs> I felt like you kind of needed some jokes now and then because I don't know. Okay. So here's my other issue with the movie is I felt some of the times it was just very predictable, like where the scene was going or what was good, like where it was leading to. So, mm-hmm. Filling it with jokes is okay because, I don't know, you're feeling time in which you already kind of know what happens. The big time I really noticed that was when Killmonger returns to Wakanda. Like, the moment he challenges Black Panther, I, I'm just like, yeah, I already know, like, he's going to get defeated and Killmonger's going to be the new king. Yeah. And, you know, that's going to be, like, the changing point or the turning point of the movie. Because, like, you can't have a whole movie where Black Panther's just the king of his people and it's all fine. Mm-hmm. And, like, they've already had a challenge, you know? Like, they, he already challenged with the other the other tribesmen guy. Sure. Yeah, it, it was very and so when it's So, when it happens again, you're just like, okay, get on with it then. But, like, they spend a lot of time talking about things you already kind of know. Like, you already know Killmonger's, you, uh, like, where his past came from at that point because it kind of gets revealed. And then Black Panther already knows that. And then they just they go over it again for everyone else. Yeah. And then the fight happens and you already know what's going to happen. The, I guess the only exception is that you wouldn't have guessed Forrest Whitaker's character was going to get killed, I guess. Yes, like that, all of that. that was a bad, and, and then, sad moment. Yeah, poor Forrest Whitaker. And then, so right up until the point where Black Panther finally comes back, 
and they find him at the other tribes guys sort of village thing. Like right up until then, I was just like, get on with it. Like I know we all know what's happening here. I yeah. don't know. I felt, I felt, yeah. So I felt those aspects of the movie were pr- very predictable because you're just kind of waiting for it to get on with itself. I agree that there was, it was predictable and very set up for that to be the turning point of T'Challa's yeah. reign. But I also like thoroughly loved that challenge scene with Killmonger so oh, much. Yeah. Like it's pretty up there with like the fact that it was so unnecessarily brutal and the visuals were so cool with it being on a waterfall and not only being on the waterfall, there are other waterfalls around and watching all of the characters that are loyal to T'Challa have to decide whether to run away or change sides. It was just really cool. But yes, it it was predictable and I didn't expect for a moment that Killmonger would be defeated. Yeah. But fun, no less. Like as, as a whole, I think the film really does well in the message it was getting out. The concept that, Wakanda is this secret nation in Africa uh-huh. and then it's to the rest of the world it's just a third world country with really like really poor I didn't know that concept of Black Panther so that's I guess as not watching the trailer that whole concept of what Black Panther is that really took me by surprise and I thought that was a really cool concept just the idea that you know they're all living in this city and no one else knows yeah it opened up some really like cool pathways for concepts because they can have this whole, well, why isn't Wakanda helping the rest of the world and stuff like that. So I thought that was a really cool concept. Yeah, definitely. At, at mm. first, I remember that first scene with um, T'Challa, just before he's about to drop in on those people, there's a news scene of a British-sounding lady talking about how the previous king had been killed and T'Challa was going to be taking over. And I was like, hang on a second, they don't know that... Wakanda like is that nation like for some like oh, yeah right. like it just kind of took me out thinking oh no they're not supposed to know that that exists but then I found out later that they do know about Wakanda and they just think that it's a third world country yeah. that's very poor yeah. which made me just go oh of course I knew that like that's in the comics mm. <laughs> I, I know this <laughs> for some, like it just made me go wow they made a very big mistake very yeah. early <laughs> to me that's such a surprising thing for the Marvel universe I didn't expect that oh there's this just secret nation by the way of of people and they have this really powerful metal. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, that's actually a really cool twist for the Marvel Universe. Like now the whole world's going to have like this new technology and it's going to, I guess for Infinity War, they're going to have like new weaponry now to be able to fight larger enemies. Well, bloody, it's been it's been there in the in one of the earliest movies. Um, Captain America's shield is made of vibranium. Yep. Where'd he get it? He, who, no, <laughs> who knows, actually? But... <laughs> I just, I'm still, I'm still pissed off about Claw, honestly. Like, I'm just thinking yeah. about it now. It's, <laughs> he was in Civil War. I don't know if you remember, but there was like a five minute scene of him in a warehouse and he was cool then and maybe just go, oh, the Black Panther movie is going to be sick. And then they said Michael B. Jordan's going to be the villain. And I was like, oh, kind of just want Claw. <laughs> but like, I, I ended up liking yeah. Killmonger a lot. And yeah, it really it's, cool. it's just a shame that now, spoiler alert, for Black Panther, 20 bloody 18, they're both dead. So they both of them can't come <laughs> yes. back. Both cool villains, both dead. You Vultures can't waste alive, cool villains like- when you're notorious for having bad villains. For <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I also didn't know Killmonger or Michael B. Jordan, because I knew he was in it, but I didn't know he was going to be the bad guy. So that was another surprise, because I actually thought in the end he was going to live. Yeah, well, I would have. I thought that too, because I didn't know that he was going to die, but it would have been great to have seen them do like a... 
hmm. team up. How are we going to get the Wakandan weapons and the vibranium it evenly? Would have been very cool, yeah. Evenly distributed around the world without it being abused. Yeah, but yeah, even though I didn't care so much about the final act, like we have not been speaking about it at all, which I think speaks hmm. numbers. I didn't expect okay. a train system to come back into play, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, they they set that up. <laughs> I guess a setup. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I actually I enjoyed the fighting of the final scene, kind of. That when it got to battle, I was like, yes, a battle! Because there hadn't been too much fighting yeah. for a long time. There hadn't been enough for quite a while, and I was like, yes. People hitting sticks at each other. There was quite a bit oh, of fighting, but there wasn't a much Black Panther-ing, I think you'll no. find. No, there wasn't. Yeah. There was, there was Michael B. Jordering in his one, in his <laughs> Black Panther suit. He kind of fought the those um, warrior women really well and i thought that was that was a pretty cool fight i guess um black panther kind of returning and then running at everyone sort of bashing through everyone was kind of cool but yeah you, you, there wasn't too much black panthering it was more people on rhinos and things like that <laughs> and you're right the cgi wasn't great it was, well, it was more the more so the green screen it was just oh okay it stuck out like a real sore thumb like every time i just looked at the background i was like ah this just looks silly i don't yeah. know it just looked like there's this guy and there's and they've just got a close-up of him, and he's, you know, in front of a green screen. Yeah, th- there was, like, you know, that sweeping shot of when the uh, the plane goes in through the um, barrier for the first time, and it's, like, this bustling, really cool city that, you know, two seconds yeah. ago, it wasn't there. Yeah. It, it was very, it was very, like, huddled-in buildings, and, like, it looked really, um, like, advanced technology-wise. But then at the end, it was big open wide green areas and i'm wondering like where is this taking place yeah oh, yeah <laughs> that's a good so, point yeah i think about that i had someone say to me that they said like all the earlier marvel movies look really good because they were trying to make you know they were trying to get this whole universe going but as they've gone on they know people are going to watch the movies anyway so they don't spend as long on the visual effects oh that's really interesting yeah i could see that i could like i, don't know, you... I don't know if it's true or not but it kind of made sense i guess because i like the green screen in this one just really did stick out like a th- sore thumb right mm. huh well like, yeah i'm just i'm thinking yeah. now like if like is there any like examples of like i don't know doctor strange like that last scene with the Damamu I've come to bargain, that was like five minutes of the same thing repeated over and over, like for the elements of the plot. But like, you're right. It's not like, it's not setting up a particular like area for the character to be in. It's just kind of yeah. in space. I uh. feel like it's a, the CGI and stuff is okay in Doctor Strange. Cause it is supposed to just look weird. Like everything's supposed to look really strange. Uh, nice. Everything's supposed to look Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh, okay. wait, what do you mean? I don't get it. Huh? What do you mean? I don't get it. You don't get that everything's supposed to look Doctor Strange? Why did you say Doctor Strange? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing a prank, Ollie. Oh, oh, one of your infamous pranks. He's, at it, he's at it again. <laughs> when the um, acting is too good, you even... <laughs> yeah, you really tripped me up there. I was like, I can't see your facial expressions right now. So, are you being serious? <laughs> oh, yeah. Good one. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I like. I really like the movie as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it had some great the 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 actual plot was really cool. Even if like a lot, I think kind of the the middle half was just kind of generic and just trying to get to the last half. Sure, but I think all, all like the the themes of it were really cool. Like it was it was really like it was stunningly like original ideas. I mean, original in the sense it's taken from a comic, but like you've never seen 
you've never seen like a secret African nation uh, fighting uh, like someone. What? Well, we saw the secret Amazonian <laughs> Wonder Woman literally. Oh yeah, actually, that kind of that kind of did remind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, true, but like in they kind of there was a lot more world building in this. I guess yes. then. because like this felt like a real place. They had all their they had all these customs. They had these amazing costumes and stuff, and it all looked really like authentic. And I guess this the, the concept there's this secret African society that is really thriving in a sea of African t- countries that are really poor is a really cool concept. And that yeah. the, they've got all this technology, but they've been hiding it because they don't want the rest of the world to have it because they're a, a peaceful nation. And so that's a really cool concept, and they and they did really well working with it. And it's just like there's no other movies that are doing this. There's no like there's no African movies doing this, right? Like you you've never seen this before in Hollywood. No, and definitely so not. It's really cool seeing that. But that said, like I did get a sense of Marvel fatigue in this, especially during that second act where I'm just like, cool, move on. I know you're just talking about the plot. Just move on to something cool. Show us something cool. If this movie had been one of the first few Marvel movies, it would have been one of the best ever. But I feel like just because I've seen so many now, they felt just there were so many familiar elements in it. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of took me out sometimes just because I was just a little bit bored at some of the aspects of it. That's fair enough. Uh, let's get to rating and moving on. Yeah. I'll give it a D, a big old distinction. I will give it a HD. Wow. What, well, give us your summary then. Oh, it's... Uh, like you said, it's it's a very original concept. The visuals were amazing. The whole point of Wakanda is it's supposed to look so technologically advanced that it looks otherworldly, and I think that translated... Yeah. With Marvel, you're expecting kind of the third act to be not as good just because it's when the big fight happens and that did happen again. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not giving it 100%. I'm giving it like an 85%. There were yeah. some elements like that. That's, you know, I had fun with it. I thought the casting was perfect. The soundtrack was insane. And even the elements of the plot that I don't like, which was the fact that now we can't see those characters again. Yeah. In terms of what it had in this movie, it was super effective. Like, he just mm. straight up, spoiler alert for Black Panther 2018, mm. Killmonger just straight up killed Claw to get into Wakanda. And I was like, oh shit, this character of Claw has been in the comics since forever. So, like, they just straight up got rid of one of the most iconic villains for the benefit of this film. And, like, it, it was cool. It's just a mm. shame that we won't get to see them again. Yeah, yeah. But it, in terms def- of definitely, the, in the in terms of the emotion that it gave me watching as a film goer, I was like, "Oh, dang, the stakes are high," which is good. Which is what you want in a movie. I just wish that they weren't sacrificed. Yeah, there were definitely some brutal moments like that. I like he just straight up gunshot, dead. Yeah, and there was another one we just slit slit throat of that woman. Oh, yeah, I was saying. <laughs> Definitely one of the better Marvel movies, I would reckon. We also rate the uh, the promotional material for this. I don't know if the... Because they do show Michael B. Jordan's character turning into, like, the golden Black Panther. Ah, oh, do they? And I'm wondering if it's kind of a good thing because it, it made me expect it and therefore not be ultra disappointed in the theatre. Wouldn't that have made that whole, like, how are we talking about that second act? When you just know it's going to happen? You just know he's going to take over? Yeah. Well, it, it didn't spoil that he was going to win the challenge, but it did spoil oh, that right. he was going to be 
for whatever reason, getting a hold of the uh, the golden necklace. So that was kind of bad. But do you remember way back, like episode 16 of this podcast or whatever, there was a bit where I just said, oh, Ollie, a trailer came out last night yeah. and <laughs> that was this. Yeah. Uh, you still right. need to watch it because it was, you hear Kendrick Lamar and you hear, and I didn't know, Ollie, here's the thing. I'm getting up off my couch <laughs> for a second. Uh-huh. You didn't know that it was going to be a rap soundtrack at this point. Yeah. And the very beginning of the Black Panther soundtrack had like Vince Staples going, uh-huh, yeah. And I was like, oh, I like Vince Staples and it's really happening. <laughs> and like, just honestly, you watch the first 15 seconds of the first trailer of this and you'll you will realize as a as a friend of mine you know my personality why it made me explode because it was yeah. just so cool and i just went I, we were editing that night and i came into the your suite and just went oh my god you'll never believe what just happened yeah well like, i heard that trailer so much the one with the um the, the revolution will not be televised i heard that that one a lot because it was always playing at the theaters when I was waiting to come to come in because I was sitting out the trailers. <laughs> it is that trailer. It is that trailer. Oh, okay, right. I, I I've heard it's a very good trailer, but yeah, I haven't. I forgot to watch it. Yeah. Definitely give it a go. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'll give it a D. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the end of the show, Woo! and we're bloody wrapping it up here. If you wanna check out the Facebook page, it's facebook.com/slash ignorance is this. Is it? <laughs> Facebook.com slash ignorance is this podcast. Ah, the podcast. The elusive uh, podcast on the end of it. <laughs> ignorance is this podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And the Twitter? Is. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> ignorance is pod. Okay. Ah, yes. The uh, elusive couldn't get the podcast because <laughs> it was too long. And. <laughs> Ignorance is this is taken by some band that hasn't been active since 2011. (laughs) (laughs) Give us the damn profile. Yeah. It's ours. Yeah. And um, next week, we're probably going to be talking about Cloverfield, the new Cloverfield Netflix movie, Cloverfield Paradox. Ooh. Ooh. How can Cloverfield not be Cloverfield? Because there's a paradox involved. Ooh. Mm. You should also watch the other Cloverfields. And then we can talk about all of them. Do it. Do it. But I don't want to Get watch it. anything with TJ Miller. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. But he's, he's not actually seen in it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. He's not actually seen in it. But also... <laughs> he's, he's holding the camera. Wait, was he actually holding the camera? I think he actually was. Okay, cool. I, actually, I don't know. Here's a little bit of a sizzle for next week's podcast where we talk about Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to watch the other ones after what I saw on Netflix. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh-oh. There we Uh-oh. go. There's a little bit of a sizzle Uh-oh. about my thoughts about Cloverfield Paradox. Wow. That's that's a that's a big sizzle. Yep. All right. That'd do a, awesome. do a haiku. I want to hear your your poem. All right. Well, th- now my poem is actually it's just a thought that I was going to say today, but then I didn't. Okay. But it was like, like I was going to tell it to you du- like during our discussion of Black Panther. This is this is just a general thought that I had while watching the movie. Okay. Um yeah, I kind of thought this would be a cool thing, but it's also I was I'm ashamed <laughs> for thinking it. Um, all right, sure. so here it is. Yeah, for a hot second, I thought Manape would become new protagonist. Now, <laughs> okay. I should have 
mentioned Manape is the leader of the other tribe. Yep, yep. That's his name. That's a cool name. I thought he was going to become the new protagonist. What like, do you I mean? Thought, well, when they when they brought <laughs> when the other guys brought him the the purple sap to turn you into Black Panther, I thought they were going to give it to him for reals. Oh, like and that you he would become the new Black Panther, the face of MCU Black Panther. Oh, they're going to pull the whole, who's going to be the next Captain America, but yeah. but with T'Challa in his solo movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. And I was like, that's a cool twist. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was a fun character. He made that great vegetarian joke. I will, I will give yeah. him that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought was going to happen for a hot second. Anyway, I mean, if anyone wants to create us... Um, art that depicts what yeah. the, the last act of the movie would have been like with man ape as the protra- protagonist yeah uh, that'd be dope can you give us avengers infinity war but replaced with man ape that'd be a cool fan yeah can, yeah just <laughs> someone edit the whole of infinity war and also man ape from the comics because i had to look him up to find out what his name was and apparently he really is in like a giant gorilla costume that's uh, what I want. <laughs> I love I love aped based superheroes and supervillains. Yeah. Shout but out like, to Gorilla should... Grodd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why'd they have to call him Gorilla Grodd? I don't know. Just, just call him Grodd. It's just so silly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like they, they they should have him in Infinity War, like you know, where he's in his ape costume and he but he like insists on being called Black Panther because he's had the oh, okay. he's had the sap. <laughs> so he's like running around he's like, oh, I am Black Panther. <laughs> Gorilla <laughs> suit mate. <laughs> Alright, please someone do that for us. Okay, none yeah. eyes everybody. Alright, good night. Good night. No, bye bye. Bye bye.